Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of iZombie Radio. I am one of your hosts, Blaze Hopkins, and I am here with my wonderful, lovely two co-hosts, Chris King and Sean Carpenter. Sean, how are you doing tonight? I'm mildly awake. It's been a crazy past couple of days. See, I can't even English. Crazy weekend. It's just, yeah. I think I'm gonna like take a nap after this. Too much Dora, dude. No, uh, don't even remind me. Well, you know, I feel that, dude. I feel that. For those of I you am. who don't understand that, <laughs> homework assignments are weird. <laughs> yeah, I feel it, dude. I'm tired. And what about you, Chris? How's your night been going? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, kind of same old, same old. Uh, and uh, I don't know. My life's kind of boring, so I can't really say it's been crazy or or good. Uh, but it's been fine. Uh, just as kind of telling you guys before we hopped on, just finished watching the latest episode of This Is Us. We're recording on a, a Tuesday night. Um, and so I'm like still like emotionally coming down from that. Uh, so there might be a case where, you know, some, some, some tears get reignited again during the podcast. Everybody, I want you to know I'm okay. That's all I want to say, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a rough show (laughs) and I don't even watch it, but I still know that it's, it's a, it's good. It's good. Everyone should check it out. I need to get to it, but, um, yeah, you know. Sometimes it's rough, but we're all hanging in there. And luckily we get to do this every week, which is, you know, a ton of fun. So as for iZombie, we're going to move into some news. And it's awesome because moving towards this season, we're starting to get some more news. Um, I mean, this is more than we've had in a while, I would say. And uh, the first little blurb is nothing nothing too major, but uh, today... They dropped the official Season 4 cast photo, and that basically just has them all, you know, together, uh, having fun, and uh, doing some promo for the show. So, um, you guys both got to see the photo, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so, I don't know, it's exciting. I saw it, I think I saw it right when it dropped. Yeah, right? I well, That's why I texted Same. it to you guys. I literally was like... It, I like didn't have much time to go on Twitter today, but uh, but when I did, that was the first thing that popped up, and it was like 20 seconds ago, and I was like, oh yes, like I don't know, it's cool to see that it's like official and it's locked in, and uh, and it's like closing in on about a month away. We're, we're not that far. Um, no, and, and it's cool too because. That's actually, like, the photo was taken at Comic-Con. Um, yeah, right? I did yeah. recognize their uh, their outfits. Yeah, the main reason I know is because the photo I got with Rose at Comic-Con, that's what she's wearing. And it's my profile picture on Facebook. Uh, but, PTSD. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was a good day. That was a good day. Yeah, uh, dude. But, uh, but yeah, um, I think it's really cool. It's It's a nice kind of, like, fun reminder for people especially you know um it's a tuesday today you know the show's gonna be coming back on on a tuesday you know it's for people who maybe have forgotten about it or people who have caught up on netflix to be like hey we didn't forget about you new episodes are coming um and it's just a it's a fun it's like a kind of like goofy photo too like it's like everyone's doing like a different type of face. I don't know mm-hmm. what they're really going for. Like R- R- Rose is like smoldering. David Anders just looks very mischievous. Uh, and there's I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on on the other side with uh, with with Ali Rahul and uh, Malcolm. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a goofy photo. I, I feel like, like they're just trolling. Like I feel like they're just trolling on purpose. The only person and... who looks. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sean. Oh, I was just going to say, they're probably rubbing it all in in Robert Buckley's face. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, you weren't there. You weren't there. Yeah. You weren't there. <laughs> it was good. It's a, it's, a, 
It's a really, it's a good photo. Again, it's bringing back the Comic-Con memories, which is never a bad thing. So. Yes, oh, absolutely. Man. Reminds me, WonderCon's coming up soon. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Lucky you. Well, uh, I mean, it is technically, like, right down the street from me this year, because it's in Anaheim. Oh, gee, so that's cool, though. It's not too far. And I'll actually not only have the Marvel Report crew there, but also, because I'm part of the comic book club on campus... Uh, at school, we'll be there as well. Oh, so, nice. Very cool, dude. Friends upon friends everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty neat. But uh, I don't think we'll have uh, our uh, drunken shenanigans like we did at the uh, fandom party. <laughs> there's, always, there's always in this year. So we'll save, we'll save it for the after hours. This is your this is your preparation. This is your preparation. We'll. Uh... That's what we should do, guys. We should do a drunken <laughs> iZombie radio live from Comic-Con. Yeah. We come back from the fandom party. You heard it. You heard it here course. first. You heard it here first. Chris King oh, exclusive. Geez. Yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. Oh, yeah. We're I'm going gone. live. Yeah. Uh, I, would quote, I would quote Mr. Bill O'Reilly, but this is a, uh, fam- a family-friendly podcast, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but we're uh, still doing it. <laughs> Sure thing, sure thing. And uh, our next piece of news is a little bit of unfortunate news, but they announced that the iZombie Season 3 premiere will actually no longer be a two-hour premiere, which is what was planned, Um, but now it's only going to be an hour, and it will start at 9 p.m., this is basically a result of the State of the Union um, bumping Legends off for the night, right? Is that correct? Is it? I don't know if it's the if it's the State. Of the, is it the State? Of, I don't. Or know if it's, the it state, the... it's the State of the Union, or it's it's a, some speech the president is giving. Okay. Um. So I'm trying to. I will try to look that up just to be sure. But continue talking, Blizz. Yeah, but regardless, that is causing uh, a shift in. The programming. Um, so, kind of stinks. Um, I mean, I know I was really looking forward to a two-hour premiere. Um, it's fun. Like, it, it's just so... It's such a grand gesture, almost, to welcome the show back. And uh, I was excited to get two hours of it. But how do you guys feel? Um, Sean, what are you... How, are you disappointed? How are you feeling about this news? Uh, I am disappointed because I was so ready for a two-hour premiere and just, like, Mm -hmm. I can't explain how happy I would be. But, you know, things like this happen all the time. Award shows bump any show all the time. Like, that's how I realize that award shows are on. I'm like, oh, my show show isn't on tonight. (laughs) Weird. Instead, it's this award show I have no interest in. Oh, look, there's someone going up on stage. Don't care. Change the channel. <laughs> As you can tell, I really could not care about these award shows. Except for, you know, maybe the Tonys, because that's the most exciting one. Mainly because I love musical theater. Nice. But, yeah, The no, Grammys I... weren't bad, but... Whatever. I get it. No, it becomes frustrating sometimes. You're not um, gonna be. You're not gonna watch the Oscars this Sunday. Yeah, you know. Oh, I probably will end up watching it somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get roped into it somehow. Nah, but I definitely get where you're coming from. But yeah, nah, it bums me out too. Especially because, yeah, like you said, I don't know. It just stinks that they. That it had to happen to something, and of course that something was Eye Zombie. What about you, Chris? What are you? Um, I mean, selfishly, I'm I'm happy because that means I don't have to write a review of a two-hour episode that night. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> but uh, but um, but no, but uh, but no, honestly, I mean, it bums me out a little bit because like a two-hour event to kick it off would have been cool. But the, my, I'm just happy that we are we're still getting Eye Zombie that night. You know, that's what. Yeah, absolutely. If if it had got bumped back a week, I, I'd be a little more ticked off. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think this actually gives us an extra week. Yeah. Right. 
Oh yeah, of the of the yeah. Two, yeah, because we're not getting two. Yeah, unless they do a two-hour finale again mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, we'll have to see how they schedule the episodes uh, throughout the uh, the spring and summer. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's again like Sean said, these things happen. I mean. Even when, you know, uh, you know, Obama was giving his, like, farewell speech and everything, things got bumped. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens all the time. Yeah. Presidents, presidents give speeches, things get moved or award shows come. and it, it happens every year. Exactly. It happens more than once a year, too. So it's just, again, it's just a thing. Um, and, and honestly, you know, it's, it's no big deal. It's just, uh, again, we'll just get... We'll just get an extra week of iZombie, which is which is fine with me because I I don't especially since it's a thirteen episode season I don't want the show to burn through them all too quickly. So um, there you go. There's the optimistic, happy side of it. <laughs> yes, uh, the I, bright side with Chris I, King. L- length, I, longevity over. And by the way, so we don't misspeak, it's just an ad- uh address to a joint session of congress it's not the state of the union i was gonna say it doesn't seem like it would be the time of the year for that so but that's like how it was told said to me anyway mm-hmm. but um, typically the state of the union's like early in the year like yeah. of the last year so obama would have already given it exactly i was gonna say he gave his in uh in january, that's what january. Yeah. yeah but um but thanks yeah. google yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. Again, I knew I wasn't saying it right, but I couldn't think of like what the actual proper name for the speech was. But again, not a big deal. And uh, I'm just excited that the show will be back on April 4th, and that we literally have a little over a month to go. So yes, no, it's very exciting. But I would argue it is not our most exciting piece of news this week. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> In what will be our uh, last news report of the night. Um, so this is pretty fun, but Rahul Kohli, um, he, it was announced that he is joining DC All Access. Um, the show added two new correspondents, um, the other being Whitney Moore, who I'm not familiar with, but um, she is apparently a host of SourceFed Nerd. Um, yes, they're joining the show. Um Rahul is going to be the, I guess, cover all the, everything gaming related, um, and video games, which is awesome because that's right up my alley. Um, Sean, I know you are huge on video games. I mean, I do cover Marvel video games exactly. for website, so. Um, what are your feelings <laughs> on this? What, how did you feel, like, when you heard I, this? I feel it's fitting, like, I, it does not mean he's not going to be in iZombie Season 4. It just means he's doing something in the off-season. It's given him something to do to fill another creative outlet. That's what artists like to do. Artists mm-hmm. don't like to sit still for too long. Yeah. Actors really don't like sitting around for too long because, yeah, he's still getting paid, but it's more so like he's a gamer. He mm-hmm. is a huge gamer. So he's now talking about it in another creative outlet. So I feel like it is, it's fun. Like it, he, it's allowing him to stretch his wings a bit, like with the Netflix movie. It's allowing him to sort of breathe a little bit and not always just be Ravi Chakrabarty. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I definitely agree with you. I mean, to me, it's just he's he's working it right now. Like he has made a name for himself with iZombie, and like you said, you know, he's exploring these other projects, and he's just um, just creating stability for himself. He's starting to build up a good resume, so I'm happy to see it. Chris, what do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I agree, and it's it's cool because it's something. You know, like Sean mentioned, that we know Rahul is incredibly passionate about. Um, it's also cool because maybe there are people who watch DC All Access who don't watch iZombie, so they'll be exposed to him through that, and then maybe be like, oh, I should check out this iZombie show. Um, and then I also think it's cool because, you know, technically iZombie is in the DC family. Otherwise, we would not be doing it mm-hmm. under the uh, TCTV podcast uh 
network here. So the fact that he is doing something related with DC, that he's, you know, um, a part of something else in the DC kind of family, uh, I think that's really cool. And, you know, like you guys said, really just happy to see him doing more things because he's not, he's not only an incredibly talented guy, but I think, um, again, just from speaking to him the couple times that we've had, he's really nice, really well-spoken, and I think he's got a lot, of, lot to offer, so I'm glad to see him doing more things. Uh, one last thing of note. This year, Injustice 2 is coming out, and it has so much press behind it and so like much hype around it that it would make sense that they would get a gaming correspondent for DC All Access. <laughs> and who better than someone within DC <laughs> rather than hiring from outside who's a huge video game nerd and, in fact, probably a huge DC Comics nerd as well. So there's that little tidbit. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I think it's very cool. I, um, I'm also a big fan of Jason Inman, um, one of the other hosts of the show. And, yeah, and... Uh, and uh... It's neat to think that they'll get to work together. So. Yeah, him, him and Tip, uh, Tiffany Smith are—they uh, do a lot of stuff. Blaze and I are big fans of uh, of Collider and everything going on there, and they're both featured a lot in those shows. So yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's a good sort of network to get into, it seems, or at least like good people. Definitely. Yeah, but. Uh... That'll pretty much wrap it up for our news. Um, some fun topics to cover, at least. Um, and with that, we'll move into our two episode reviews for the week. So the first episode that we covered this week was Season 2, Episode 8, titled The Hurt Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, me. it's a reference <laughs> to what you think it is. Just, Just getting that out of the way. Yeah, so, I mean, this was a pretty fun episode because uh, this is the one where a murder happens and it turns out um, the woman killed is the ex-girlfriend of Clive. And, you know, it sort of dives down this hole where uh, Liv and Ravi have to take this uh, take this case on their own. And sort of help Clive out here and uh, prove him innocent. So, I think it's a pretty goofy episode. Chris, do you want to kick us off and? Uh... Uh, yeah, sure. Um, doing doing my best to remember all the details I can because I watched this a week ago. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I I think it's um, I think it's a solid episode for sure. Um, we definitely, we, you know, we learn a little bit more about Clive, mm-hmm. and uh, which is fun. This is the where we get the infamous uh, Clive. What is George R. R. Martin doing right now? Not writing. And uh, oh, that gift was so much fun to post <laughs> on his birthday. Yeah, uh. and, and we find out he, you know, he's he's a chef and all these other like kind of fun uh, details, which is cool because I think I've said this before, but season two. You get to understand a little more about Clive, whereas season one he's just the cop that Liv works with. Season two become, he becomes more of a fully fleshed character in person, mm-hmm. um, and I, I like that they did that um, even through the the craziness of the stalker uh, Regina. Yeah, uh, and uh, I also thought it was a really interesting uh, concept and kind of idea of putting Liv in jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that she hasn't had any brains and that kind of ticking time bomb of if she doesn't get brains, she could kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And that it, w- it wouldn't even be because she meant to, just the unfortunate nature of the, you know, of, of the disease she's dealing with, of the zombieism. And uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, I still don't know. I, I thought about I thought this this uh, about this when. I first saw the episode, and I still thought it now, watching this, like, try, to get Liv into jail like that, I still think it's, like, a little contrived and a little, a little forced, um, mm-hmm. but, 
it's uh, it, it's kind of the ends justify the mean, means things, and 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 it's when she's actually there, it's it's um it's good, and and then it also this also episode also gives us a lot of you know interesting stuff between her and Major, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, one you guys can definitely touch upon as well, but I think you know. This is another reason why this episode is so interesting is we see Liv fighting against the brain. A lot of the times people wonder where does, you know, the, you know, Liv begin and then the brain end and, and kind of what is actually being her and what's not. And this episode in the exchanges between Liv and Major, you know, as she's on the stalker brain and she's going through his phone and, you know, checking out all the girls commenting on his Facebook wall, mm-hmm. we, we kind of see we kind of see her fighting against it and but then we also see moments where she freaks out at him about certain things where she even says like this isn't the brain major this is me and we we start to see that there are there are real problems between them not mm-hmm. just not just necessarily when she's on a brain but um but real problems that don't come just from uh just from the fact that she is you know the stalker in this episode yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like, this... It's weird, because thinking back, I watched it last week as well, and sort of thinking back to it now, the episode, it sort of almost sits, um, like, less relevant or, like, Im- impactful for me as well as for as far as the season's going. Um a lot, like you said, it, it's, it's very, like, obviously there's a lot of growth within Liv and Major's relationship in seeing these sort of real flaws that are coming to light. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's definitely some great development for them. But I think it's interesting because I feel like this episode's a little bit at least is, less is more character focused and less um plot than we're used to or like a season long plot um but yeah it's really nice to kind of take this break in a sense and really get to see into like Clive's life and just learn more about him um you know this is obviously the legendary episode where he we find out he's a Cajun cuisine master and <laughs> That he likes Game of Thrones and everything. I really wanted to eat a po' boy after watching this. And it's cool. And also, it's cool because it also shows, like, they find it out um, through Basio, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, a lot of those things. Yeah, so it's cool, too, because it also, in a funny way, shows us the development of their relationship. and, And that, you know, they're... She at least has serious feelings for Clive because she just remembers all of this about him and knows all all this about him. So that's like it's so much fun and this episode is just it's it's fun. It's like a, a calm episode. Um I agree with you also, Chris, about the just that it's it's an interesting idea to put her in jail. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like it was just something they really wanted to do because I, definitely because I do, I think it's a very interesting question that's just, I guess, gives us more information about almost, like, the world that they've set up in that, like, no, like, Liv wouldn't sort of be, like, she would reveal herself, you know? Definitely. So, yeah. I, th- I think it's fun, but... She I exposed mean, zombie kind. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, how do you feel about that, Sean? Like, do you think... Did you Like, do you enjoy just kind of, like, that they put her in jail or that, like, it, they I explored, you know, that little aspect of their yeah. zombie world? Yeah, it definitely was... She was getting to the lowest of the low. Like, mm-hmm. she was about to essentially just kill the, per- the snoring person, which... <laughs> talking to my girlfriend about this episode, she's, because I snore, Mm -hmm. she has felt like that before. (laughs) Especially when I start snoring really loud. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. We've gotten used to it now, like, she just knows to, like, shove me over on my side, and I'll stop snoring. Things are fine. Uh, She's not gonna kill me. 
<laughs> Everything is good. We're going on two <laughs> years in about a month. So, but yeah, dude. Um, no, I, yeah. I mean, but exactly yeah. like like you said, she hits like sort of the lowest of the low, and it's just the most. I think it just also it just kind of addresses a nice topic that er, not everybody every zombie out there like they might not have the brain access you know we sort of are seeing just one or a couple of examples within the zombie world but uh but I don't know we we they give us this um, just sort of this extra little sliver of look into what it might be like in other circumstances and i feel like it's also this is a nice example of a a setup for the upcoming season and again what we've talked about a lot just that there is going to be this new zombie world and everything and Mm -hmm. this sort of underworld and now we might we're going to get to learn sort of a lot more about i guess the culture and it's it's kind of interesting looking back now and just sort of seeing maybe what they that that was a, a test or a little tease for for what they had coming. Definitely, and and I think also this episode. I mean, I don't know if it again if it works totally fully for me, um, but there's a lot of great individual moments, a lot of like. Like, even when uh, Ravi and Liv have to go undercover as, like, the engaged couple and they're holding hands, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, um, And what does Ravi say? He's like, live with the character, die with the character or something? Yeah, it's like, I, live with the lie, die with the yes, lie, something, yes. something, something along those lines. <laughs> um, and then there's two other moments that I sell to me. Um, again, in reference to Clive's Game of Thrones love, where he's like, we'll all go down, and then Ravi responds... Like Rob Stock, and then, uh, and then, to me, still one of the best live lines ever that I'm a little surprised they got away with is when they find out that um, Regina, the 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 stalker who used to date Clive, only slept with cops, and then Liv goes, "It seems Regina took NWA's lyrics literally," and I just like. <laughs> I, um, oh, well, I, yeah. No, yeah. I started dying when I heard that. <laughs> like even the second time, it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a really, again, that's just a really goddamn well written line. Um, yeah, no, I I'm completely with you. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of all. Like I mean, also I have to add that. This episode includes one of my favorite scenes from season two, the scene when uh, Major is in the gym training Vaughn, and he like he's like tired out, and he's like uh, he's like and he's like fill the stack, Major, and Major's like uh, Vaughn, like you just you could barely do the other one, and he's like he's stack. like and he's like nah, this is super max, like <laughs> this is unlike anything. Oh, yeah, and then he, and then he just like, starts revving him out on the on the max stack on the weights. And he, like, roid rages at the guy and throws, yeah, them, yep, throws yeah, the medicine ball at yep, him. It's so funny. And, yeah. then, and then just how he gives Major, like, the super max. Yeah. I Live just, to the max. Yeah, it's just one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> no, definitely. <sighs> um, And then... One last thing, at least, I would want to talk about real quickly about this episode, going back to the Liv Major stuff, um, is is how it ends. It's a really sad ending, and it's also, it was one of those things that, like, when I first kind of watched it, I I thought that maybe, um, that maybe uh, Rita actually thought she was texting Major, and now... You know, having watched it, you know, I watched it before rewatching it this time, but rewatching it again, I just like, I think again thinking about like she knows about she she knows how Liv's behaving, and like it's so much more because she doesn't ha- she doesn't show her face in the photo. It's so much yeah. more about getting under Liv's skin mm-hmm. and just creating issues, and it's just, ugh, ugh, it's tough. It's a it's a rough ending to the episode. 
Yeah, no, and I think, but I think it also, I will admit, I think that it, um, it also kind of reveals how smart Rita actually is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we, we see that she's really, like, as, as kind of powerful and as scary as Vaughn can get, it's more of a crazy way, but... I feel like we really see, you know, that Rita here is legit. Like, she's smart, she is calculated, and, you know, as for as much crap as Vaughn always gives her and that she takes, kind of, and is having to do, you know, she's, she gets down and dirty right there. And yeah. I think it kind of shows you, shows you something about her character. But. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's just, and again, just like, just, just live space. I mean, it just, uh, yeah. But, but, uh, had any other points for you, Sean, or other than the points that I've made and everything else you guys covered, I, <clears throat> I think just the fact that they're they that this this girl got away with how many different cops she slept with. And also, I mean, minus the really bad Photoshop job of, you know, not changing the color of the guy's hand, the rest of the pictures seemed really good. They were legit. Photoshopping. Right. Except for that last one. She made a huge mistake. You gotta, you gotta blend it. She Joe, she Joe bluthed it. (sighs) (laughs) I see. I see what you did there, and I, and I approve. <laughs> well, uh, my right, illusions, well. Michael. My illusions. <laughs> a, trick, a, a trick is something a, a trick is something a whore does for money or cocaine. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Great show. <laughs> well, oh, jeez. We can slide right into episode nine then. Um, episode titled Cape Town. And Sean's not named for the yeah. not named for the city. No, for the city. Also, that's what I was going to say. This uh, this is obviously the episode where Liv eats superhero brain, and our very own Sean has been. This is is this your? Fa- did you say this is your favorite episode of the season? Uh I think so. But as I've been rewatching it, the order has been reordered okay. so many times that I don't even know where it is in my top five. I know it's in my top five. I just yeah. don't know where. Yeah, no, completely fair. But I mean, yeah, I know it's an episode you think very highly of. So how about you get us started? Tell us your thoughts on uh, on Cape Town. I only think highly of it because of just how cheesy the superhero <laughs> dialogue is. Like, it is so cheesy that, yes. like, several plates of nachos could be made from <laughs> Like, that is how cheesy it is. Hold on, before. I am the fog, and, I'm, and tonight I'm thick with With justice. <laughs> God. Uh, so good. Those one-liners are just so bad, but so funny <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah, I... No, I absolutely love it. I think... And Ravi's like, okay, so either you're going to become a vigilante, or I should expect a personalized spice rack. <laughs> yeah. I was really hoping for the spice rack. <laughs> I love how much... I just love how excited and, like... Hype he is throughout the episode just to to live, like follow live around and just like observe her expressions and and how engrossed she gets with the brain like he eats it up it's amazing. Clive's just confused the whole time. Like, are yeah, you exactly, okay? Exactly. All of the reactions. I think that's like you actually. I like two of my notes for this episode were were literally that. Like, the reactions, how Clive, when she first, like, steps out and everything, and Clive shows up, and he's just like, what is going on? And then Ravi's excitement, and just, he's sitting back, you know, because he's filled in, and it's just so well done. It's so funny, like you said, the cheesiness is there, but it works in the context. 
Uh, it's yeah and that's why it is one of my favorite episodes because of just how goofy it is and it it has a lot of twist like it has a couple twists in there that even still caught me by surprise like this time around and i've seen this episode a few times too like it still caught me off guard granted i was probably half asleep while i was watching it it was (laughs) I think I watched it last Tuesday. Was it last? No, I didn't watch it last Tuesday. I watched it on Monday. And it was after work, and it was a crazy shift at work. So, yeah, I was about half asleep at that point. Uh, <laughs> man, those acai bowls. People are just eating them up. Well, and I think also something I noticed, um, I was sort of just thinking about, but... uh I also think it's kind of funny how in the superhero episode they set up that um, every the events and like everything sort of goes down at uh, Mr. Boss how he runs like a Christmas tree and uh, I guess facility yeah like is that what you'd call that operation but you know he sells Christmas trees to families and does the whole like come sit on take a picture with santa and everything and Mm. i just i I thought it was funny because i feel like in so many movies that is like a typical like villain front you know or like mob front or something and i just thought that was nicely woven in here because it's almost like you just see while lives playing this superhero character you see mr boss sort of playing the public figure character of his villain um, but yeah, I, no. I don't know. It was just a little thing I picked up on. Chris, how did you feel about this though? Uh, it's it's a great ep- oh, uh, it's a great episode. Sorry guys, my headphones just got unplugged. Bear with me for a second. You are okay. Uh, and I'm back. I can hear. Okay, sorry. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> and uh, this this has been another technical glitch with Chris King. Um, anyway, <laughs> I uh. <laughs> I know I, I love this episode. It's a great episode um, for for myriad reasons. I mean, it's just it's funny. I mean, Liv's discussion with with Ravi about what her superhero name might be and a old snat uh, old scratchy snow woman. And then when he suggests Mighty Whitey and she goes, I think I'd be the Ku, the Ku Klux Klan's favorite superhero. Oh uh, god, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, stuff like that, and then you have the different heroes we find out about, like, Hashtag, and... Uh, and Worst blue... superhero name ever. Uh, <laughs> gray Area, Mega Fist, Superfly, Blue Swallow. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, and... But, but at, you know, at its core, you know, despite all the fun, goofy superhero stuff, which is also really fun, seeing as iZombie is really the only DC show on the CW that's not actually a, mm-hmm. a superhero show. <laughs> um, no, it's it's really it's a really like uh, a really great episode that had you know it it ups the stakes in a lot of ways because you know Liv goes after Stacy Boss. This is like the first. I mean, we've seen her interact with him before, but this is the first time she's like really. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna bring that up. Actually, I was gonna ask. This is the, the right. This is the first time she inter- This is her first interaction with him. Well, she interacts with him in uh, uh, the in Max Wager, the betting episode, because he's at the okay. barber shop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Getting yeah, a nice I shape. Forgot. I forgot. Yes. Yeah, but this is like the first time that they really both become aware of each yes. other. Yes. Yes. Um. And so, and you and you see just how much power he has that he literally can clean up that entire operation and have the police come and have no one be the wiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this episode shows just how much of a formidable antagonist he is. Yes. Um, and then you also get Liv facing a lot of really tough moments in this episode. She has to... You know, ultimately she decides to turn Drake into a zombie, um, which is not an easy decision for for her. And then she and Major break up. Obviously not an easy decision for her and not a a fun conversation to have. And then Clive says they're not going to be partners anymore. And that's what really breaks her is, you know, her one main purpose she found with, with these powers from being a zombie, with these visions and 
and with this kind of curse of zombieism is that she's able to help people and now that's being taken away from her. So it's it's kind of a question of who is Liv now. You know, she doesn't have the boy like she What's have the her purpose? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and it's funny that they kind of make us question at the end of an episode where she she, you know, cuz in many ways Liv is kind of a superhero, but they but they ever actually suit up in this. And um, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of interesting themes going on and, and the way they explore it. It's both it's funny, it's sad. And uh, overall, it's just it's a great way to, you know, close out the first half of the season. Yeah. And um, and on top of all of that, this is uh, don't forget major how he connects with the zombie call girl. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up, too. Which is one of my favorite, like little small stories. This yeah. Season. Uh, that's it was it was a. I think it was probably my. I don't know it like. It wasn't my favorite part of the episode, but it was like my, like most surprising moment. If I like, you could I guess that's how I would phrase it. Definitely. Yeah. Because, um, like you said, it's sort of. I think it's nice. I think, you know, we don't, we haven't really, we just haven't, this is the first person we get to see Major just be fully honest and open with, because he has no attachments to her, you know, he doesn't personally know her, so he, he doesn't have to lie or anything, and, uh, or just kind of fake who he is in, and. Uh, and it's also really interesting because as you were talking about with the last episode a little bit, it gives us a look into the, the zombie kind of culture mm-hmm. that we haven't seen before. Because, I mean, we know how evil Blaine is. We know how terrible he is. But the fact that there's, like, a pimp out there mm-hmm. that is making her sleep with other zombies, not for money, but for brains, mm-hmm. like... It's disgusting and despicable. yeah, like how, like how screw yeah, exactly. Like to know that just somebody real, like somebody that got turned into a zombie was scumbag enough to realize, like, hey, I can scratch a call girl, and she will have no other option than to basically like do what I say and like work for me. Like yeah, it's it's a very dark look again. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's another great connection, but it just gives us a, a look at the dark side of this. And and I also like too that Major finally provides some context in this episode for why he doesn't tell Liv because mm-hmm. he's like he's like it's not that she can't take care of herself, but that he's afraid that if she goes after Vaughn, mm-hmm. she'll 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 you know she'll end up getting killed, and it's and it's. And I like – I still don't love that reasoning because I don't think Major should be lying to her. But, like, it's it's a better reasoning than yeah than what we had before. I mean like, – oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I felt like this episode, they really – this is where they really kind of, like you said, get the, the superhero idea. It, they really bring it in down to the themes of the episode. And so, like, looking, you know, seeing sort of that there are bad zombies or, like, still or still bad people who are zombies, um, you know, there are villains in this world where, like you said, Liv gets to be a hero and chooses to be a hero. And um, and then for Major, you know, we, we sort of see him flip from a villain back to a hero in a way in that that sort of theme of his character and everything like we we get this additional context and find like i said just finally some like honest insight into who he actually is and what's going on in his head definitely um yeah and then i mean i'll toss it over to sean about this like the the ending of the episode drops a huge bomb on everybody and it affects pretty much everyone on the show mm-hmm. uh which is obviously about the cure that it it it, do- it doesn't completely work it, you'll end up becoming a zombie again yes um and so i don't know like sean when you i mean 
obviously you've seen the episode before, but like, does that even like when you see it, doesn't it still have that like kind of game changing impact? And I, that's kind of how I felt. Like I was watching it and I was like, cause suddenly the, like, I mean, it's already kind of sad, but then like the mood shifts again in the episode and it's like, you know, Ra- it's on Ravi and he's talking and it's just like, oh man, this sounds like a disaster that's coming, you know? I sort of saw it coming my first time around, because honestly, if he had found, like, if the cure actually worked long-term and or permanently, <clears throat> he could have theoretically reverse-engineered it from either Major or Blaine. Um, but given that it doesn't work, he can't, he, he has to start from scratch, which continues the longevity of the show. So from a longevity standpoint, I saw it coming, but it did kind of like frustrate me that like, oh no, like Major's going to become a zombie again. And what we find out later on in the series or in this season too is even worse. I think it also, yeah, I think, I think, sort of I agree because also it just is uh I think it sort of immediately brings up like kind of what's the point like if Major it's a shame because he has no idea and he sort of thinks he's using his like second chance we'll call it as a human um you know, to start saving zombies and sort of, like, have a positive influence on this this culture when he can. But. No. Yeah. And I think just, like, just the ramifications in general. Just, like, what it means for Major, what it means for Blaine, and, and, uh, and just in general, now, like, okay, we know the cure doesn't work. And that, but like, what are the other side effects potentially going to be? Yeah, no, exactly. And, and we get into those later in the season, which, in case people haven't seen, mm-hmm. I I won't say. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's like you already you got him like emotionally gut punched with the Clive live scene and the and the major live scene, and then I Zombie's like, oh yeah, that's not enough. Boom, we're gonna drop this on you, and then it, I mean. And back when it was on the air, it went into its winter hiatus for, like, over a month. And yeah. that's what you were left with. It was just kind of like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, lucky for me, I actually, like, waited until the season was over and binged it all. So I didn't mm. have to wait. <laughs> so Good for you, Sean. Oh, good for you. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, school got a little crazy, so I ended up not I, being able to watch the series. That's just, what happened. I did. I know. I'm just. I. I had to say it, man. I wish. I wish I had the, the 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 Christian Bale soundbite on, uh, so I could have used it there. But that was my terrible impression. But. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I I, I appreciate what you did yeah. there. <sighs> that was fun. <laughs> um, one other thing that I wanted to bring up about this episode, I can't I can't remember when Liv says it, but I thought it was really interesting that in this episode we see her drop the line that says that where she says we belong with our own kind, mm-hmm. and Is we. She- she says it with Major during the breakup. Yes, okay. And so I think that's interesting because, one, it shows sort of where her head can get at um, when, you know, in a situation like this. And two, just now knowing sort of what's coming up in season three, um, again, it's an interesting interesting it, line to drop. It really it really is, and it, it shows kind of how far, like, it kind of shows that she reverts back to her, almost her pilot version self there, mm-hmm. where it's literally like, you know, we have to live separate lives, and mm-hmm. and it's because she's lost that purpose with Clive, you know, it, it really is, it's, 
it's I've kind of said it on here before, but in a lot of ways, her zombie, you know, her zombieism is in a lot of ways a metaphor for depression, and I, in my opinion, at least, and kind of battling that, and you know, you never you never fully defeat it; you, you can only manage it. And when something like that happens, that's so cataclysmic for her, as as losing you know her job with Clive, she reverts back to that that kind of old version of herself. And, and it's, that's what makes the breakup even worse is like, is like, you know, that like just two episodes ago, Liv was so hopeful about things and, and the fact that she's kind of lost so much and finds herself in this position. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking, honestly. It's, and that's what makes the episode so effective is you, you feel all that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But I, I do agree with you. That line makes me very ex- interested and excited to see how things will play out in season three. Yeah, it, there is. It was no coincidence. I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, do either of you have any additional thoughts on this episode? That was sort of the last uh, thing I wanted to directly make sure we address. I mean, Sean, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, do you? Like, do you agree with me, man, this line? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It My one little gripe is that Liv didn't actually wear a cape this episode. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I did not realize that. It's a very superficial thing that's, that's... that made me upset. Like, the episode is titled Cape Town. And I get it, <laughs> some of the other heroes were wearing capes. That's but actually... she wasn't. And maybe she had accidentally watched The Incredibles the night before, and Edna Mode was like, no capes? And that stuck with her or something? But come on. Honey, yeah. where is my super suit? <laughs> Why do you need to know? <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm... I'm all good after that, man. I don't think I... Oh, I I know that entire, entire scene. Yes. It is bad. Oh, man. I have a problem. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, I'll be honest. I'm not, like, the biggest fan of, of the movie itself, The Incredibles, but that scene is, is hysterical. It's uh, so good. <laughs> Well, I have a bit of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, I think we will close out our review for episode nine. I can I can keep quoting other movies, please. We 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 can be here all night. I know I know you I know the the viewers want it, the listeners want it, right, guys? I I, you know I just start rolling them off. Just start rolling them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No no no, sorry. Take take us out, my friend. You're the one who take us out. Well, that'll do it for us with episode nine, stupidly titled Cape Town. Those jerks. Sorry, I ruined it for you guys. <laughs> oh, I mean, very clever of them once again. But yeah, that'll do it for us here at iZombie Radio. Um, time to get into our plugs. So, Chris, where can they find you at? Uh, where can you guys find me? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. Um, at Seekinger13. Uh, that's where I'll be posting all my you know, reviews and articles and thoughts about the world if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I review shows for TVOvermind.com. And, uh, and then in a couple weeks, when, which I'm sure will remind you again, uh, but when Iron Fist starts up on Netflix, which is St. Patrick's Day, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Well, I can't Same day that. I'm seeing Yellow Card. Nice. nice. Uh, yeah. So Blaze and I will be doing video reviews um, of that for the Marvel Report, which is a site we all contribute to. So while I can't promise to be totally sober during all those reviews because it is St. Patrick's Day weekend and I am very <laughs> Irish. Uh, they Same. Should, they, should ma- uh, they should be very fun. Um, so, yeah, guys, just keep an eye out for that. And as always, I try. You know, I want to make sure I say it. Thank you guys so much for listening. means the world, and we really appreciate it. Great. And, Sean, where can everybody find you? What do you have going on? 
Well, you can find me on Twitter at SnarkySean. Uh, I, along with this podcast, have another podcast that I was supposed to record an episode for recently, but got way too busy because my life is insane. Um, and that's the Geekishly Toku podcast. We talk about all the DC shows, occasionally talk some Marvel news. Most of the time it's Marvel news that I wrote because I love promoting myself. Um, <laughs> and we also talk about uh, Power Rangers and Japanese tokusatsu, yeah, tokusatsu shows as well. And then I am the pop culture editor uh, over at the Marvel Report. I also deal with animation news, animation reviews, mostly toys and video games. That's what I'm currently up to toy fair was this past weekend so have an entire article dedicated to everything and anything that came out of toy fair which was a lot of stuff like ton of stuff holy cow it was a ton of stuff if i had individually paged each like article that i needed to it would have been about 12 13 pages long wow would have just been miserable basically (laughs) Uh, yeah. Though I could have tweeted it, like, 12 or 13 times, each True. using a different link, just for fun. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and you will actually see something coming soon from uh, one of our writers whom I'm actually helping her with, because apparently we've been lacking with Marvel fashion on the site, so be on the lookout for that... I think on Friday, I think, is when we're supposed to post it. I'm not sure. I'm, like, slowly dozing off into the ether right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll I'll wrap us up here then. And uh, you guys can find me at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Um, got comic reviews coming out at the Marvel Report. Like Chris said, we also got uh, Iron Fist video reviews coming up pretty soon over there. Um, Otherwise, I'm reviewing a bunch of shows weekly at TVOverMind.com, The Flash. Um, I do Supergirl with Chris, um, some other stuff, so check that out. Um, Sorry we missed last week. That was on me being sick. Um, But thank you for bearing with us. So make sure you check us out on Twitter at iZombie Radio, look us up on iTunes, you know, give us some reviews, download the episodes, um, you know, like the Facebook page, and just keep on listening. But that'll do it for us this week. As always, thank you, and see you next time.